Thank you guys for joining us for another episode of the Dazzlers podcast. In today's episode, we interview Chris Whitaker. I've known Chris and his family for several years, and this gentleman is a Army veteran. Him and his wife have been married for 27 years, and him and his wife have raised four kids who are all now adults. In this episode, we have a lot of laughs talking about how to raise four kids, especially with three daughters and avoid going to jail. And also, he lays some really good gems down and talks about parenting styles and how to have a great adult relationship with your children. So definitely not an episode you want to miss. Uh, so sit back and enjoy. Welcome to the Daz List Podcast. As men, we are not simple. We are multifaceted. I am Jay LaVar of LaVar Legacy. And I'm Tony O from The All Around Life, discussing the things you think about, but maybe don't talk about. So come on in and join us in the study. All right. So thank you guys for joining us for another episode of the Dazzlers podcast. And I have a guest with me that I've known for several years, him and his family, and worked with his family, basically the whole family, <laughs> for several years. <laughs> uh, and this is my friend, Chris Whitaker. Chris, thanks for being here today, man. Man, it's my pleasure. Thanks for letting me be here. Well, I've known you for a while, and I've known your family for a while. But for our listeners who are not familiar, can you give us a quick little rundown of who you are, maybe a little bit of your background. I know you have some military in your background as well and your family status, you know, yeah. kids and wife and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, man, um, I, you know, first of all, I'm just, I, I love the, the vibe, you know, the, the vibe of, of openness and sharing and helping out, you know, I hope to inspire, help somebody with this, but, um, but yeah, you know, to kind of go back to who I am and, um, you know, a lot of people don't know this, and I've I, I just recently kind of came to grips with it. But um, you know, Heather and I—we've been married for twenty, going on twenty-seven years, and we have had four beautiful kids. Uh, but she's my second wife. Um, I, I mm. uh, fell in love with my high school sweetheart. Uh, got married three months after high school graduation. Went to Korea for for a year where I was in the army. Separated from her. Came back from Korea. Then went to Desert Storm for almost a year. So for two years of marriage, I was never with my new bride, and 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 as fate would have it, she just didn't like being alone. So it, it you know it didn't work out is the short story, and and um, and I had to you know again that was my my plan was to marry that girl, but thank God I had a different plan, and and then, <laughs> and then, and then Heather entered my life, and uh, as I was kind of licking my wounds and. And uh, wondering what it was like, you know, what what happened, what went wrong, and so you know, 1991, you know, I came back from Desert Storm, and and uh, you know, about you know, almost six or so, seven, eight months later, after getting divorced, uh, I I met Heather while I was stationed at Fort Myer, Virginia, uh, right outside of DC, and and uh, she, of course, you know, she swept me off my feet, uh, although I, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't I didn't know it at the time, uh, I didn't know it at the time. Of course, I was like, you know young and recently divorced so that's a weird combination and i was yeah. determined i am not ever doing that again so uh after like six months of dating her i'm like whoa wait a minute this is this is actually something um let's do something really dumb and tell this chick to, to go away you know <laughs> uh, what? yeah so i was like you know hey this is this ain't me we're, we're getting too serious let's, let's let's you know this is too good let's break up i mean <laughs> male logic you know and um uh, Wow. So uh, after about a month of not having Heather in my life, I, I called her back. I was like, hey, I made a mistake. You know, can we just forget <laughs> I ever said that? And and, and she's like, uh, 
well, I've, I've, I've moved on, Chris. I'm, I'm, I'm dating someone and, and you know, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. And I'm like, what? I I thought I was your guy, you know? And, um, so after about two weeks of dealing with that, I finally accepted it and said, okay, fine. Hey, good luck. You know, I was stupid. I screwed up, but Hey, good luck. I'm never going to call you again because I can't, I can't, I'm either in or I'm out. So I guess I'm out. Right. And, um, and, 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 you know, when she, you know, if she ever hears this, she's going to, probably want to call you and, and set the record straight, but, but, um, <laughs> of course, of course, you know, Heather, well, um, yep. uh, so about, you know, two weeks after, or maybe it was a month, I think it was a month after me saying, I'm never going to talk to you again. I'm, I'll leave you alone. Uh, she called me, she called me at my dad's house when I'm down in, on leave and down in Alabama and I'm sitting in the hot tub drinking a beer still, I swear to God, at that moment, I'm like, Chris, you're such a dumbass, man. I mean, I don't think I can say that. You're such a dummy. Why'd you do that? You know, then my stepmom sticks her head out the window at the sliding door and says, Chris, you got a phone call. It's Heather. And I like break my neck getting out of the hot tub and, you know, and, and I'm like, you know, hey, how's it going? And, and she's like, gosh, you know, I, I, is it too late to take you up on your offer? I, and, you know, I, yeah. yeah and, you know, let's, let's, you know, I, I think I miss you. And I'm like, I, I'll be there in the morning. But I'm only going to come if this is it. I mean, I, I will never say that to you again. I will never tell you we're done. And um, man, kind of, you know, the rest is history. It's such a, it's such a, it could be a movie, I wow. think. But yeah, so I literally got in the car, wow. drove 13 hours the next morning, and spent the last few days of my leave. And uh, we talked it out, and you know, we we just figured out, yeah, this this is right, this is the right thing. She she knew it was the right thing before I did. I think I was in denial, and then I just. Um, <laughs> For whatever reason, uh, you know, I, I, here we are. You know, so uh, is that, that so, yeah. is amazing. Oh yeah, it's a, I, I love telling the story. It's a great story. There's like that's kind of the short version. But um, so after getting married, after about a year, we had Marcus, our firstborn son, and and he was the first grandson uh, in my family. So that was a really big deal. And, and, and Heather, in her in her wisdom, uh, named my son after an uncle and my father. Um, and was like in instantly, like oh my whole my, my dad's whole family was like oh yeah she's she's awesome. So so the, the first <laughs> grandson was named Marcus Kerry Whitaker, uh, Kerry being my dad's middle name, and Marcus being actually the the first name of a uh, uncle that was actually stillborn. So you know my wow. grandmother was really touched by that because she you know her son Marcus didn't make it really you know past day one and and uh, kind of a weird story, but same time beautiful I think in a way. And, yeah. And, you know, so his name has true meaning for the family. And and then, um, of course, Chloe came along, uh, I want to say, 19, 20 months later. And uh, Chloe is a spitfire. She's an awesome, beautiful young woman uh, about to get married. And we can talk about that later. But that's definitely yeah. a mouthful as a father <laughs> when you realize your little daughter is now going to be, you know, I, I, the whole idea of giving her to another man is kind of like, ah, I know this has got to happen, but yeah. I'm, I'm struggling with it. Um, and so that's Chloe and, and, um, you know, she's, uh, just again, a beautiful young woman. Um, I hope I got the age. They should be 25 this December. I, I mean, again, that's, I'm always the year off. I feel like, uh, it's okay, man. Yeah. And then, and then number three comes along. Hannah was born, uh, about two weeks after I got out of the army. I was in the army for 10 and a half years, had a great career in their military, uh, really loved it. I was an airborne infantry uh, guy, and and just had some great, great moments, and you know some 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 not so great, but mostly great. And uh, so two weeks after getting out of the army, 
uh, Hannah was born and uh, she'll be 21 next month. So that's kind of, again, big milestone, you know, really talk about, you know, realizing you're getting older life is like, well, I can legally have a a beer with three of my kids now. That's kind of weird. (laughs) Uh, And, and, and I'm just incredibly proud of Hannah as well. She's really accomplished a lot. And, uh, in her short time here on earth. And then, and then there's Phoebe, you know, Phoebe Lynn, um, she is, uh, she just turned 19 and, you know, definitely going on, on 25 or 30 and, yep. uh, <laughs> another young woman that's just, you know, I'm like, look out world. Here she comes. Uh, she, she's just really cool. So, uh, so that's our four kids. And, um, and, you know, Heather's my best friend in the world. And, um, you know, the whole, the, you know, when you asked me about this uh, conversation, I was like, man, you know, I've always, you know, I, I was a member of uh, a group, a, a church group years ago when I was in the army, especially in Korea. The second time I went to Korea twice, uh, once in 88 and the second time in 95. But so the second time in 95, I got involved with Promise Keepers. Have you ever heard of Promise mm-hmm. Keepers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I got involved with Promise Keepers. Now, I like the, the concept of, you know, it's easy to be a promise maker. It's just, it's a, it's a lot tougher to be a promise keeper, you know, right. we all have good intentions and I truly believe, you know, I want to believe most people make a promise that they, they, they intend to keep it, but you know, that's the hard part is keeping it. So I got involved in promise keepers and, you know, read books by Stu Weber and was, was one of my big inspirations at the time. Uh, but, um, you know, I've always loved the idea of the topic a bit, just being a good man, you know, a, a man yeah. of value, a man of integrity and righteousness and, you know, even a man of God, uh, it, it's such a high bar to hit sometimes, but, it, but it, it, you know, that that's, it's a journey. It's a goal, you know? Um, and, uh, that's kind of where I'm at, man. I don't know if that, is that, that, that no, that's that great, man. <laughs> yeah, no, that was perfect. I mean, um, even in the beginning with you and Heather, uh, how did that look like? I mean, the first marriage didn't work out because of you being in the military and the, the distance and the time away, uh, you were still in the military when you got together with Heather and right yeah. afterwards you went back off of leave. How did that work out this time around, knowing that you weren't going to be around as much? Did, were you out of town a lot still? You know, not probably not as much. Um, you know, a lot of it, you know, I think had to do with just maturity. Uh, you know, first time around, uh, I'm, you know, I question if we got married for the right reasons and, you know, all that good mm-hmm. stuff. Um, of course, Heather knew all this at the time. And you know, so that kind of made – you know, I think, you know, Heather uh, was just very open-minded to, I think she, you know, I, I don't know, I can't really speak for her, but my hunch is she, she probably realized, hey, I'm, I was kind of this wounded man, um, but I was a good, I felt like I was a good man. I mean, I, I did nothing wrong I, that I can tell that I know of the first time around other than being gone a lot. Um, right. You know, always, you know, I've always, I was raised to, you know, put, you know, uh, having, having a single mother and, and, and two sisters uh, you know, I, I put women first, uh, you know, I, I've always respected that role. And, um, so, you know, the, I, I just felt very comfortable and, you know, and again, I felt like Heather knew what she was getting into. She had, is, is definitely a, an eyes wide open kind of moment. Um, yeah. you know, she knew what she was getting into and, um, yeah. So let's see here. We, uh, we got married and maybe I went to Korea a couple of years after we got married and, okay. uh, and in fact, that was the deployment that I knew I was done with the army. I said, you know, I love the army. I recommended anybody that wants to go, but, uh, it, and God bless, literally God bless all the men and women that make a career out of it. It just right, wasn't, right. It, I mean, you know, we all have our plans in life. You know, we have our, 
the wrap the journeys we go on. And I went in thinking I was going to do 30 years. Um, but I, you know, went in, um, you know, you know, shortly after we got married, then, you know, Marcus was born and then, uh, Chloe was born and then I went to Korea. So that year I was in Korea, uh, it's a 12 month tour. And after six months, you're, you're, you're able to come home for a month. So you're home for a month and you go back for another five months. So, uh, again, it was a great fight, uh, 30 days when I came home on 30 days leave, but, um, I can't remember if it was the first or the second half of that stint, but Heather got uh, like the flu. And so she had two toddler kids, had the flu. Oh, no, no, her mom, you know, none of our parents were nearby. Thank goodness we had some great friends and great neighbors that really helped out as much as they could. But I just, you know, I, I knew I was like, I can't help my wife. This is, this is really Man. hard, you know? Um, and and again, at this time, again, I'm in Promise Keepers and I'm reading books about, you know, being a good leader in your family and being a good leader to your, you know, at work and just in life in general. And, you know, being a father, I think it's you know, there's so much about leadership and, and you know, leadership yeah. is, it's, uh, it's, again, easy to talk about, easy to read about, but, you know, it's not always so easy to do. Uh, being a leader means making tough decisions and, 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 and dealing with, you know, tough situations, but you got to deal with them. So, um, so during that time, I, I was like, man, I, I, um, I don't know if you know, I've been in the army at this point, um, about nine years. And, uh, like I said, in 10 and a half. So at that point I was coming up for reenlistment, you know, you do three and, you know, five year contracts, whatever. So I was coming up for reenlistment and, um, I was like, I, I don't think I'm going to reenlist. You know, I just, I uh, just made staff sergeant E6, which is kind of like, you know, middle management, you know, as, as NCOs go and, um, and I came down on orders to, you know, when I left Korea, I went to Fort Bragg, North Carolina, which was, was a kind of a dream assignment for me. Cause I was an, I was airborne qualified and you can go to airborne school and get airborne wings, but you know, in the airborne community, you're not really airborne. You're not really a paratrooper until you serve with a jump unit. So going to Fort Bragg with a second airborne was kind of like, this is meant to be, I got to do, if, yeah. I, if I do anything before I get, I got to do this. So I, I, I did, I did that. And, um, and, you know, the 82nd's a, uh, you know, rapid deployment kind of unit, you know, they're, they're, they're the ones that you get sent in first usually cause they can parachute in and, and, and overwhelm the enemy quickly. And, uh, it was a great, great time. Uh, but again, even though I, there was no conflict going on, uh, in that, that, that window of 97, 98, uh, constantly training, constantly in the field. I mean, I, I might as well have been deployed around the world. Um, but so, you know, she had to raise her two, you know, Marcus and Chloe mostly. So that, that, that's one of the things that I, I realized I was missing those toddler years, you know, uh, those yeah. funny little things kids say, and I was missing all that. And I was like, I just, you know, I don't, I don't want to miss anymore. Um, and, you know, I even, you know, was thinking back to the time that I was in Korea and I came back from Korea and, and, and Heather, Marcus and Chloe picked me up at the airport in Dulles, Virginia, uh, Dulles airport. And Marcus, I think remembered me, but I remember Chloe looking up at me. I think she was like maybe one and a half or two or something. And for a split yeah. second, I'd like, does she know I'm her dad? I mean, cause you know, I, I, oh, like she, yeah. I mean, she had this kind of this, in all look, she was almost like frozen looking up at me. And it was, it, it was a loving look, but I remember, you know, it was just kind of a uh, moment. And I was like, I just don't want, I don't want her to ever not know I'm her dad. Cause I've been gone for a while. Yeah. Right. So, um, so yeah, we, you know, 
went, you know, the, and then she got pregnant with Hannah and that really sealed the deal. I was like, I am not reenlisting. That's it. And uh, I remember when I told, I remember, I remember the day telling Heather, I'm not reenlisting. And her eyes watered up. She's like, well, what do you mean you're not reenlisting? I mean, what are you going to do? You know, we got kids, <laughs> I'm pregnant. And, uh, <laughs> and I had this old boss in the army and he'd always, he had this saying, I even forgot he came up, but he's like, Man, I work at McDonald's on the east side in the morning. I work on at McDonald's on the west side at night. But I got I, I do what I got to do to provide for my family. And I and, and I, I I told her that. And she she really started crying. Oh, it's like you got to do something, you know. Women, I think, are warriors by nature. They they, they worry about you. Know, they, they, they always want to know where the next meal is coming from, which is normal. Right, of course, yeah, they're, they're, security. Yeah, they're mothers. They they have to make sure the baby's taken care of. Right, and. Uh, and it was at that point that, uh, you know, I started looking for jobs and I thought I was going to be a computer programmer. And I took some classes in computer programming and realizing that I, I was horrible at it. And I hated I hated <laughs> zeros and ones and I was not a details guy. I'm like, yeah, this ain't this ain't going to work. This is not going to cut it. I'm not cut out to be a computer programmer. So after a few courses there, I kind of realized I wasted money there. But um, and then Heather's brother, Tim. Um, a, a great guy uh, as well. Another guy that it's funny, you know, I learned how to, I, I learned the right things from him. There's also some things I learned that I probably shouldn't do. You know, so, <laughs> he, he's, he's, you know, he, he plays both sides of the fence for as, as being a mentor for me. Uh, but he got me an interview at um, um, Media General Cable in Northern Virginia. They got later bought by Cox Communications. And, and, uh, and that's when I got into selling cable TV and internet door to door in Northern Virginia. And, and, um, and that that paid the bills, man. I did that for a couple of years, and I, that's kind of what got me into telecommunications, which is what I'm doing now. I'm selling yeah, telecommunication services. So, dude, that's 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 crazy. I mean, one of the things that I want to commend you for, and this is not knocking anyone who chooses to do the opposite, but um, to have that moment where you know you're either in love with the military or you love what you do, especially the way you were talking about airborne and being part of that unit, and and wanted to you know be for real and get that done. But to be able to still choose your family, yeah. you know, uh, that that's that's a huge deal because not a lot. Well, I'm sure there are men who say they love their family and they but they still like, hey, this is my career and they want to continue to do the 20 yeah. years and, yeah. and so forth. But that and they find a way as a family to make it work right. as long as it's good for them. Right. right. Which is good for them. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, that that must be a, a difficult decision sometimes to be able to say, all right, I'm going to cut my career short because I need to figure something else out because I want to be there. I missed the first two toddlers, you know, and we're pregnant with a third and I don't want to miss those moments yeah. as well. So yeah. um, that's amazing. Yeah. No, thank you for that. And I echo what you say. I mean, everybody chooses their paths and just because you choose a different path doesn't make it wrong. All right. right. Um, and, and I've stayed in touch with many of my friends that did stay in and some of them, it worked out perfectly. And, and, and some of them, it, you know, marriages failed and, you know, kids strayed. And, uh, but, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, the truth of the matter is that could happen whether you're in the military or not. I mean, like, you know, exactly. life just Correct. plays out sometimes. And, and, yep. um, you know, yeah, I, I, um, I still, I have dreams uh, a couple of times a week that I'm still in the military. <laughs> and uh, wow. it's really weird. Heather's like, you know, I'm tired. She's like, okay, you had a dream again. You're in the military. I was like, yeah. And, and sometimes I'm like wearing my clothes I would wear to work now, but I'm like in a military setting. So that's like this bizarro world clashing. Uh, 
Uh, so, I, I mean, I, I tell people all the time, 51% of me is really glad I got out, but this 49% of me that's kind of angry with me, cool. like that's I should have stayed right. in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Now, you, you're out in the military and you guys have um, your third child. Uh, well, actually, let me ask you this because um, we're kind of flip flop and I'm in the early stages. I have my oldest is a girl and I have three boys. Mm. And then you have your oldest is a boy and then you have three girls. So you you and Marcus were basically dominated oh, yeah. <laughs> from day well one. Yeah. <laughs> how I mean, how was that like with uh, especially military background and having these three daughters? Because I know I, I would assume that right off the bat, having Marcus first and once you were home from the military, uh, you had one mindset into raising your boys. But to have back to back to back girls, what was your mindset at? Uh, well, I guess I first have to tell you this little short story and then I can answer that. That's a tough, it's hard to even answer in a way, but so funny story. Um, uh, Heather's pregnant with Hannah and, you know, Marcus is, uh, maybe in kindergarten or first grade. And, you know, of course, you know, Chloe's a year behind him or so. And we go to Heather's, uh, you know, uh, the OBGYN appointment where they do the ultrasound and Heather's like, you know, nine months, man, she's like so pregnant and, uh, yeah. and they're doing the ultrasound and, you know, with Marcus, we didn't know, we didn't, we said, we don't want to know. It's a surprise us. So it was a, it was a very cool surprise. And then after, you know, second and we're like, oh, okay, go ahead and tell us, Oh, it's a girl. Great. We got a boy and a girl. Great. And then the third one, we're like, okay. Um, yeah, we want to know too. And Marcus was really, you know, Heather and Marcus and me. I mean, I I, I love all my kids, but uh, and, and so does Heather. <laughs> but uh, we, you know, we were kind of thinking it'd be really cool to have a boy for Marcus. You know, to to, to have another guy in the house to play with, whatever. Right. So uh, the 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 doctor's like, yeah, okay. You know, you hear the heartbeat going and and uh, long pause, long pause. And we're all like waiting. And he goes, yeah, it's 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 a little girl. And we all kind of look at each other. Marcus goes, no, check again. You're wrong. <laughs> and, 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 and that, you know, of course, Heather's eyes start watering at that time. And, and uh, he's like, no, it's a little girl. And I'm like, Marcus, it's great. Not, you know, Chloe's got a friend now. You know, we, we try to, you know, and Marcus was a little disappointed. You know, he was a little disappointed. Um, but uh, he, he, he was such a great brother. He was always uh, supportive. And sometimes he, he was a typical brother, too. He picked on him and made jokes and, you know, did pranks on them. I mean, uh, and fortunately we always lived in an area where there were other guy, other, you know, kids, uh, his age in the neighborhood. So he always had guy friends, which is good. So awesome. as soon as we got him a bike and he got into rollerblading and skateboarding and, you know, he, we had, you know, he was always outdoors. He was a very active, uh, uh young guy. And, um, that, that probably helped, helped, helped him the sanity of it. Um, and, you know, man, be, being a father of three daughters was uh, always really fun and cool, too. Um, hmm, you know, because uh, especially at that time of being a promise keepers and reading books about this and just, you know, wanting to be a good father. Because I had a great father, by the way. I mean, he was one of my mentors and, and, and a role model. Um, you know, he was a real hard worker. He's a home builder. And... Uh, just, you know, work ethic was off the chart and loved his family, loved his country. And he would just do anything uh, he could for both the Phil. And, and, you know, so he, he was always kind of my bar. I was like, you know, I, I just, I just want to be as good as him at least. And then I met yeah. Heather's dad and, 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 you know, he's another one of those guys that you just go, 
are you real? I mean, is this even, is this possible? I mean, he's a great man. He's a hardworking man. And again, loves his family, loves his God, loves his, his you know, his dedicated his work. And, and uh, so those two guys really set the bar high. And, That's awesome. and uh, you know, along this whole topic of being a man and being a father, it, um, you know, it, not, you know, it occurs to me, I mean, not every guy has the luxury of having good role models and, and I think right. that the, the guys that work through that, they're the real heroes. Cause man, that's, you're overcoming the odds are against you almost. Uh, I feel like I, I was fortunate the odds were my favor f- to some degree. Cause you know, I had these two men that were just pillars that were, you know, solid and, um, and neither one of them were probably perfect. I mean, I'm sure I'll be honest with you. Of course. I'm sure they had their faults, but in my eyes, I just, I, I can't think of any, I mean, uh, they just were so solid, you know? And, that's um, awesome. So yeah, you know, it uh I uh you know, I, I value the uh you know, again, being an ar- army airborne infantry, you know, mortar guy and you know, blowing stuff up and jumping out of airplanes and then coming home and having, <laughs> having a tea party with Chloe. You know, it was uh I, 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 you know, it, it took effort, but the joy that she got out of it, uh you know, it, it made me want to do it more. I mean, cause obviously, you know, what's, what's, it's your kid, you know, you want your kid to be happy. And, and yeah. um, so, so yeah, I, you know, I, I got real comfortable with the idea of, uh, you know, Polly pockets and Barbies and, you know, yeah, you know, definitely <laughs> having $3 on one son and Marcus, you know, he, he would quickly abandon me and go out rollerblading or skateboarding with his friend. <laughs> you were all alone. And I'm like, all right, see you later. You know, have fun. You know, I'll be here to give you a band aid when you scuff your knee up or something. But, uh, well, let me ask you a question, yeah, Chris, yeah. Um, because something that I I kind of struggle with and I'm working through and my wife's helped me a lot with it. Um, so my personality type, I'm majority a lot of the time I'm a type. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm very straightforward and um, I, I just have very little wiggle room for BS sometimes or a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and and when it comes to my daughter, she's eight now, but she sounds like she's 16 years old mm-hmm. when she talks. Right. Mm-hmm. And so. A lot of the times I have a hard time with connecting with her emotionally sometimes where, mm. you know, everything is crying or everything is emotional or every, you know, if I'm disciplining her, I didn't touch her. I just yelled or I might have raised my voice or was very stern and she breaks down as if her world just collapsed. Oh, yeah. And immediately I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I'm just this is I'm not even doing anything out of the norm. I'm just disciplining her and she's taking it like her whole world ended because I, I, I was mad at her, you know, yeah. and she'll immediately forget what she was in trouble for. And when she goes to mom to cry, she's not worried about that. Dad, you know, she got in trouble for X, Y and Z. Her only complaint was daddy's mad at me. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, yeah. like, I feel horrible. Yeah. You know, with three girls, what was that like for you? I mean, yeah. did you face that? Oh, yeah. No, I definitely had those moments. And I can tell you every time it happened, my goal was to make sure it didn't happen again or at least minimize it. And, um, and, you know, as you were talking, a a situation I was reminded of, uh, especially, you know, how men and women think. So a a little, your daughter is a little woman, you know, she's a little woman developing. And, and so, you know, how women think is very similar to how your daughter is thinking. Um, And I've learned, I learned a couple of things, you know, one, I always learned to take a breath. You know, I said, okay, all right, let's, uh, there's my answer. There's a logical answer of how to solve this or address the situation. But that doesn't mean it's the way I should do it. 
And right. um, so, uh, uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, our church did this marriage counseling thing and, and you know, I, I like a group uh, marriage uh, uh, retreat is what it was. It was a marriage retreat. And so Heather and I went on it and one of the sessions, uh, and I think it's in one some book or something, but, uh, you know, it's like when your wife comes to you or your daughter comes to you with a problem, they don't always want you to tell you how to solve it. They just want you to listen. You know, right. And, yeah. and the analogy was just get in the mud puddle with them. They're, they're in the mud. They fall. Yes. They fall. That's where that? it came from. Yeah. <laughs> I've, heard, I've, I've, I've heard Chloe talk about this when we used to work <laughs> together. So, so there's times where I'll tell Chloe, like, Chloe, I'm in your puddle with you. You know, like, that's I where it came from. I, that's where it came from. Where it came oh, from. my God. So I, you know, I would, uh, in fact, it, it, you know, it's funny. I think it had some kind of, kind of code word whenever I started going, okay, let's talk about this. You could do this. You could do this. And, and either Heather or I, I, and Chloe, uh, Chloe specifically, but it's like, can you just get in the puddle with me? Just Yeah, just, just stay in my puddle. Get the puddle and go, <laughs> That is yeah, so funny. The mud is cold, it's dirty. <laughs> this is terrible. I, yes, I feel you, sister. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so that'd be my advice to, you know, all fathers with daughters is, you know, yeah. um, meet them where they are, you know, realize that, you know, we are their knights in shining armor. We're the first, right. we're the first male figure in their life. And we have to be supportive and, and encouraging, but yet also it is our role to be the leader and put the boundaries in place and the parameters. Right. But uh, do that in love and not, yeah. you know, not, and we're not trying to raise quarterbacks or soldiers here for, you know, and, and you know what, and maybe your daughter may grow up to be a quarterback or a soldier that there, there, there are quarterback right. and soldier, right. female soldiers now. Um, but you know, when they're young and, you know, obviously I think to me, it's just everything I do is always out of love and uh positive intent and um so yeah that's i think that's uh that's where it all stems from but just trying to mean where they are uh but it's tough i mean even now as they get older it doesn't necessarily get easier and especially when you mentioned about crying and seeing each of my daughters go through broken hearts you know that's when it gets real because you're like okay I ain't worried about you right now. I'm worried about me. Right. I might be in jail if I don't handle this properly. Um, oh man! So, yeah. No, let's talk about that because so you 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 you're past the phase where they're all kids, and now you have these mini adults and adults um, in your in your life. Yep. With Marcus, for example. Was he one of those kids that you didn't have to worry about kind of thing and you kind of like let him do his own thing? Or for him, you also had to kind of just, I got to keep him on the on the right path and so forth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he and I have a great relationship and it's, you know, it's funny. We're so different, but we're so alike. I mean, it, oh, it, that's it, awesome. it's so, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, um, when I was his age, of course, I was his dad. And, you know, cause he's not married and doesn't have kids that we know of. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, I, I'm sure he doesn't. Yeah, he was a great, he, he was great. He always, he, he always had a very loving heart, you know, as a toddler all the way. He was just always, a, what you see Marcus today, he was just like that, you know, as a toddler, as, as a teen, uh, preteen and, you know, uh, young, young man. Uh, just, you know, just always really laid back, chill, pretty easygoing. I yep. um, always had a great sense of humor. Um, and, you know, it's funny, his high school years, we lived really far from, from you know, the high school here at Mill Creek. And and the bus came like at 515 or something crazy, you know. And I, I wow. said, man, that's just so darn early, man. I, dude, sleep an extra 30 minutes. I'll just take you to school. <laughs> but, you know, selfishly, that was 
a 20, 30 minute ride that I had, I had his attention. Uh, you know, once they get into high school, it's, you know, even, you know, they love, they'll love you to death, but they're, they're worried about so many other things, you know? So I think it's difficult to be a young person and teenager now than ever. Um, so I always enjoyed, you know, I, I had to get up early and, but, you know, I was like, you know, this is a good chance for me to start the day off with him. Yeah. And, um, I developed this kind of mantra that, um, and he, he reminded me of it lately. And I was <laughs> almost brought to tears thinking he freaking remembered he was listening. Um, wow. <laughs> but I would drop him off. And as he's getting out the door, it, you know, was a daily thing. Hey man, stay focused and do the right thing. And, uh, and, you know, he, he listened, he's reminded me before, you know, it's like, yeah, that, you know, that stay focused and do the right thing. Cause those are probably some of the two hardest things to do as a human being and as a guy, you know, staying focused and doing the right thing. And, and, you know, probably once a month or every other month I would say, Hey man, you know, staying focused is one thing, but the question then is what do you focus on? And I would say, that's your goal. Is this your grades? Where I said, man, you're in school right now. Your job is to get good grades and graduate. That's that's what you got to focus on. And doing the right thing. What's Okay, who's going to define what's the right thing? And, uh, you know, we would talk about that. And, uh, you know, it's funny. If you're, you know, when you're mentoring and talking to your kids, I mean, it, it's kind of helping you. as a heavy. And, oh, another thing I want to tell you about um, – you know, I think, you know, giving advice and disciplined kids and, 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 and this occurred to me as they were getting older. So this has occurred to me in the last few years, especially when I think Marcus turned 18 and we got in a conversation of I'm an adult now. You know, I don't you know, you oh, can't. Tell yeah, me what to do. Yeah. And oh. uh, yeah, so I, 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 here's, here's a quick comeback for that. Whenever your kid <laughs> tells you, hey, I'm, I'm 18 now, I'm an adult, I can vote, I can join the military. You can't tell me what to do. You go, okay, all right, that's fair. But just so you know, the rest of the definition of adult is you pay your own bills and you live on your own. That's right. So if you ain't paying your own bills and you're living in my house, that, 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 that adult definition does not apply. It's been revoked. Yeah, yeah, you, you, don't, you don't get that. Until further notice. Yeah, you don't get that anymore. But so I realized then, I was like, okay, you know, kind of using that psychology on, on, on them, I was like, you know, and I remember having this conversation with Marcus, um, when he was, um, uh, you know, I, don't know, I can't remember if it was a, a girlfriend situation or he was kind of debating what to do with life and with a job and school. And I said, look, man, I'm your dad and I know you're an adult now, so you don't have to listen to me, but you need to, you need to look at me in a different way. I'm your life coach. I'm your coach. Mm, I, I'm not telling you something you probably don't even know. You know, does a coach – does a football player really learn something when the coach tells him to not drop the ball? No, he knows not to drop the ball. But the coach right, calls him, right. hey, man, you got to hold that ball tight when you're running. That's my job. I, I'm your coach. So I'm going to tell you things wow. that I'm not – by the me telling you, I'm not implying you don't know. Because here's another thing that you know I think as a dad, it used to wear me out. You give him some advice. Like, I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay, then why are you doing stupid shit stuff if you know? Uh, <laughs> exactly. So I, I, I turned the table. So like, man, I know you know this, but I'm your dad. I'm your coach now. I have to. I have to remind you of this, and um, and I remind him, hey man, I've been there, done that. So you're just now doing it, and my experience matters a lot more than what you think is, is going to play out. I know it's going to play out because I've done it. I've been there. Uh, now, take my advice. I'm, I'm your life coach, man. And, and it really changed the dynamics of my relationship mm. with Marcus and Chloe, now Hannah and Phoebe. 
because uh, I still use that line. I've used that line in all four. I'm hey, like, I'm your coach. Okay. I'm, you know, you don't have to listen to me because you can do your own thing, especially once you move out, you know, but yeah. I'm telling you out of love because I want you to be happy. I want you to be successful. I want you to do the right thing. So that's awesome. That's great. I love that. I think that's a great nugget for men to to latch on to. It's it's not that you're you're not father and son anymore, but it's a different dynamic now. And if you need a little bit of a different perspective so you can respect what I'm saying to you, um, I think that's a great way to look yeah, at it. Yeah, because I, 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 you know, especially if there's a type A type child and some are type B, but, yeah, but yeah. you know, no one likes to be told what to do at any age. So right, if, exactly. If you can give advice out of love and 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 and, and and not, you know, non-threatening or like, you know, I, I realize you don't have to listen to me, but I love you. And I'm telling you, you this out of love. I'm just coaching you. So, right. you know, and, and, um, and, it, and, and I found this always received well at that point versus me going, if you don't do this, I'm going to, I'm not going to pay for your car insurance. You know I mean? That, right, I, I got right, friends right. that, yeah. that, that pulled that financial card on them and, and I've seen it blown up many times. I see it not work out so well. I mean, because now you're creating yeah. friction. You're creating this quid pro quo, whatever. Like, you do it my way or you're cut off. And it's like, I know that's right. a tactic and, and maybe it works for some. I didn't think, I, I didn't feel good about it. I was like, no, I'm, um, you know, again, kind of dangling that carrot. If you're a true adult, you're going to pay for your own your own insurance. You're going to pay for your own right, car. Right, right. Uh, as long as you're not doing that, don't come to me saying you're an adult because you're not in, in the real world. Yeah. You pay your own way, you know? No, but to your credit, to you and Hannah, um, Heather's credit, uh, I've spent time with talking uh, with both Chloe as well as Mark Marcus. And I've always loved, and I've always respected the relationship that you guys have um, with them. Yeah. And it's all is this level of mature and equal respect and you know again where there's other kids who in, in their early 20s don't want to be near their parents yeah. or they want to be doing their own thing they felt so restricted their whole life I'm 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 around Chloe and Marcus and they they can't wait to spend more time with you guys or oh we're going on we're going on the boat with, with the parents this weekend or we're doing this or we're hanging out and the relationship that Chloe has with her mother oh, is epic. amazing epic. Like, yeah. they're like best friends and I've never seen that before yeah. so and then again, it's just, and they're, they've been mature. They've been, you know, I loved having uh, conversations with Chloe in our break room. We were at work together at one point and just the level of maturity she had, even at 18 years old, you know, and where her head was at and her goals and dreams and things like that is really just a testament to you and Heather and your parenting style. And so to hear what you're saying now matches up with what my experience as a peer with them. Wow. Over the years, yeah, that's beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. And, and by the way, I'd, I'd be totally remiss if you know me and Heather. I mean, it, it, it was a divine thing. I mean, we we are not only best friends, but we're a great team. Um, she makes yeah. it easy to be a good dad. She, she's a great mom. She's she. <laughs> you know, I couldn't ask for a better mother from to my to our yeah. children. So, <clears throat> you know, it's definitely a team effort, and um, and uh, you know, it's so funny because. You know, I think Heather is, you know, she's so driven and she's so, you know, when she's getting her, when she has something in her mind, man, you know, there's no turning it back. And, and um, so, I, you know, over the last 27 years and, uh, you know, of us being married and having kids, it, it, it kind of makes me chuckle when I laugh 
when she's like, Chris, you need to talk to the girls. They're not doing their laundry. They're not doing their laundry. I'm like, really? Well, why are you to me? I mean, uh, you, you don't realize what control you have over our kids. It's like, you want me to talk to them? I, man, you, uh, you're giving me way too much credit here. But um, but th- th- there is something to be said about wait till your father gets home or wait, wait till your dad Right. Yeah, I mean, there, there's power in that. So you, and, and, you do, and you don't want to take advantage of that. You got to use that wisely. You know, that's enough. Right. I call it, you know, will, you know, wisely. And, and, uh, cause you know, I, you know, I, my other theory in life is I don't think any child really wants to disappoint their children. Just kind of like you described with your daughter, you know, she, she's crushed because she sees that you're, you're upset and, She's like, wow, I, I, I've disappointed my dad. The one guy that I think is the world revolved right. around, he is obviously upset with me. Um, that's that's hard to process at any age. So, you know, so that's why it's kind of like, you know, uh, taking that breath. And, and uh, there's times that, you know, that the stern voice is required. There's other times that the gentle touch is needed. So, um, yes. Um, so yeah, I just got to be be cognizant of that, and you know, again, we're all human. You know, in, in the heat of the moment, I have snapped. I, I remember one night, um, Phoebe come. You know, Phoebe when she was like three or four, about midnight, always came in and said, "Dad, I, I'm thirsty." You know, I was water. <laughs> and one night I was like, "Look," you know, I, I was like, uh, "I snapped." Her. I was like, "Get, get a water bottle of the refrigerator," and she just started crying. And, and you know, it's kind of the same story. I thought to myself. Where did that come from? Because it, it was a time I was yeah. stressed out at work and I wasn't sleeping myself. And and uh, and I was like, man, I just can't do that again either. Some of those moments I'm just going to have to, yep. you know, make sure before we put her to bed, you know, hey, you're thirsty. Have no talk. You know, let's, let's, let's get an ice cube or something or, or put a little water bottle <laughs> next to her bed. I mean, we got to find ways to make sure that don't happen again because that wasn't cool, right. you know. So. so let me ask you this now. Um, when it came to your girl's dating mm. uh how was that because right now to be honest with you i have one girl and that's st- that freaks me out and i when she's eight she's eight years old yeah she's eight years old and she's already saying oh this person's cute and that person's cute. I was like oh my gosh this is way too early for you to think people are cute right so at i mean 15 16 whatever like how was that for you to handle knowing that they're now looking at boys yeah. and you're trying to stay out of jail. You have a military background. So it's like <laughs> you, the chips are already stacked against you. <laughs> yes, yes. No, I, uh, I I am glad that I can actually have a really good answer for this. Um, and it came from many men that I've talked to and, and, and many men that had good, uh, uh, you know, real miles of mentors for me. And, and uh, but the Girl Scouts organization that Chloe was in when she was a young girl uh, had father daughter dances. And mm, okay. um, so that was probably the first time I realized I was like, huh, you know, I, uh, she was in elementary school and we did a father daughter dance and we went and had ice cream afterwards. And she still talks about that to this day. Um, oh. But uh, you know, the father daughter date concept is a must. You got to do it. And here's why. In those moments, you are setting the bar of what is acceptable, you know, that it's so, you know, and I, I remember telling the girls, like any guy that doesn't do for you, the things that I do for you, like open the door or compliment you on your hair or, you know, do nice things for you. You know, it's a, it's a right. non-starter. And I, I remember telling Clay one time she was going through a moment and I said, look, man, just don't settle. Don't settle for right. a guy. Cause you, 
think, you know, there's, you know, there's more, more women than guys and, you know, just don't settle. Don't settle. You're, you're worthy of the best guy out there, you know, so, uh, helping these young women, your daughters, you know, grow up to realize they're worthy. They're worthy of a man that's going to work hard and take care of them, protect them and provide for them, listen to them, get in the mud puddle with them. You know, <laughs> the, the, these are all good things. So, and it starts where your daughter is now. I mean, that eight year old time, that's about the age, uh, I think Chloe was when we went to the first daughter, father daughter dance, but, um, nice. but yeah, just kind of setting the standard, um, and you know, being approachable, that's something that Heather's been so better than me at is, you know, they can go to her with anything. And of course I tell them they come to me with anything, but I'm sure there's things they don't come to me with. <laughs> uh, yeah. but, um, I eventually Heather tells me anyway, so they should just tell me to begin with. But, right. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, just, uh, I think that's, that's just so important is, you know, I'll approach everything with love, be, be approachable, be, don't judge, you know, um, there, there's ways of, you know, I call it course corrections, you know, and land, land navigation. Yeah. If you're in the middle of the woods and you've got a map and a compass, sometimes you get off course and you have to, of course, do a course correction. You have to get back on course and, uh, and you have to do that in life as well. And, and, and the parenting. So yeah, you're going to get off course. You're going to make some mistakes. You're going to do it wrong sometimes, but you just have to recognize those moments that you didn't do it right and say, man, I got to do better next time. Cause there will be a next time. Yeah. There's always a next time. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. That's great advice, man. I, um, again, th- those are the things that, you know, my wife, my daughter and I, we've had, I think we've had two daddy, daddy, daughter dances nice, that we've been nice. to. And, um, and again, it's everything from, like you said, pulling out chairs and complimenting her and telling her how beautiful she is and, you know, letting her choose what she wants on the menu. And, you know, we, uh, I, I remember we went to Bahama Breeze after one of the daughter dance, uh, daddy, daughter dances. And, um, Instead of she was like, I don't want something from the kids menu, Daddy. I I, I want this, yeah. you know. And I, and I was like, All right, baby, you can have whatever you want. It's like, you sure? You sure? It's like, yeah, get what you want. And and she was just so lit up that you know, and she got this big old meal, this big old pasta dish, <laughs> and um, and she just loved it, right? And it's just making sure that she felt super special in that moment. And I really just want to continue that. I want to yeah. continue to, I guess. I want her to understand that I'm her father and, I, and I'm going to be stern with her sometimes and I am going to help her course correct. But at the same time, that doesn't diminish my love for her. That doesn't, That's right. uh, that doesn't diminish, you know, the level of respect that I have for her and her own opinions and her own thoughts, you know, it's just, but I guess for me personally, it's just that knee jerk reaction of feeling, okay, if, if a guy breaks her heart or, or if a guy does something inappropriate or wrong, that will she feel comfortable to come talk to me? Because you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and that's the thing I, I don't want her to, that's the one time I want her to be able to be comfortable. Right. Like you can come to me when everything is sunny, but man, if you feel disrespected, if you feel that someone's trying to take advantage of you or they cross the line, like, that's when I want you to really come to me. And I feel like I want to make sure the relationship is solid enough. So if those moments happen, I can feel comfortable that she'll come to me, you know? Right. No, you're, you're, you're spot on. And, and, you know, setting that expectation, giving them permission, you know, let them know early before it happens is the right, right. way to do it. You know, and again, I, you know, I realize sometimes it's not always the way it plays out, but if you can set that expectation early 
and let them know what the standards are. And you know, that hope, you know, it, 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 if someone is uh, not taking care of you or doing the right things, let, let me know and uh, and I'll go kill them. No, it's kidding. <laughs> 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 no, I, I'm fortunate that I, I, you know, again, maybe that's the selective uh, information that Heather gave me or the girls gave me. I never had a phone right. where I had to get my gun, but there were times that I really wanted to go beat, beat them up. But, uh, but you know, that, and, and that's part of life, though. I mean, I say, I remember I've been telling, you know, one of my daughters, and I was like, hey, getting a broken heart, man, that's a rite of passage. Everyone gets their yeah. heart broken once, guaranteed. It's just the way it goes. Be glad you got it out of the way. Let's move on. Um, but, you know, again, the, 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 sometimes even my approach, as much as I try to do it right, I remember it probably wasn't the right wording. Let's just move on. Can you get over it already? <laughs> I'm not already. But uh, it, 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 uh, it, it, <laughs> it didn't. Yeah, she's kind of like that, you know. Uh, so, yeah. Well, this is a perfect segue because now uh, Chloe's engaged, yeah. right? And you know he's a good guy. I've worked with him personally, and I'm friends with him, and so I know he's a good guy. Uh, but as a dad, from that dad filter, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the next big step, you know? Uh, you're getting ready to give your daughter away, your first daughter away. Uh, what was that like for you? Well, you know, I think uh, I knew it was coming. I've always kind of prided myself on, you know, being a realist and, and, you know, knowing what's coming, even if I didn't like it, or maybe I didn't want to acknowledge it, but I, I knew it was coming. Uh, she's such an amazing woman. Um, I knew she's a catch. So I was like, yeah, this, you know, she's not going to be in the market long, but, uh, um, and, and, uh, you know, I mean, we've had conversations and, you know, she's known Warren a long time, you know, I guess like eight years or something. And, and, um, mm -hmm. You know, I like to think I had a little something to do with coaching her on, you know, again, not settling and, and, you know, yeah. she, she's, was, she's really good about communicating and, and her and Warren have a great communication that I, as far as I can tell. Um, so let me think about that. Yeah. You know, I, so uh, January 17th, I think is, is the date um, that they're getting married. So, I, you know, I, I could better answer this on, on the 18th, I think. So right now, yeah, right now, exactly. yeah, right now I'm still kind of going, okay, you know, I'm married now. I mean, uh, um, but, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm so excited and happy because, you know, again, you know, yeah. going back to legacy and you know, I mean, you know, having, you know, four, you know, four, you know, again, I'm a little biased, but four beautiful human beings that, 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 yes, that love people and they're trying to do the right thing, you know? So don't think better than that. It's going to be them creating their own legacy by having kids and raising them right. right. And, you know, to be good, productive human beings. So you know, to be a part of that lineage is, uh, is, is pretty powerful thought. I mean, it's, it's really, you know, hard. It, it's even hard to fathom in a way for me, but, um, but no, I'm, I'm really excited for them. I mean, you're right. War, you know, and, awesome. and too, you know, just in the time I've known Warren, I've kind of seen him, you know, transition, you know, uh, from being this reluctant guy to I'm all in, you know, uh, yeah, he's yeah. all in, he, you know, he, he, he is treating Chloe like a, like the queen she is. <laughs> that's right. That's right. She, she, she's my that's princess awesome. and now she's about to become his, his queen. So that's kind of a neat, kind of a neat, a neat right. thought. <laughs> well, as we start to wind down, um, let's get the family out of the way. Yeah. What is Chris about now these days? Like, what do you do for you, man? How do you unwind? Mm. You're working. Yeah, man. 
Great, yeah, great, uh, great segue to another whole other topic. And um, you know, we we lost a family member recently. Um, another great man, Terry Terry Bowen was my father. I'm not <laughs> almost like a father figure, but he was my brother in law. Um, he, he was a hardcore businessman, hardcore Christian, hard hard worker. You know, had his own complexities, but just a genuinely good guy. And 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 you know, he died after you know, he retired. Um, and, you know, shortly into retirement, he basically was on a motorcycle trip in Denver and, and oh, uh, had a motorcycle accident and just unexpectedly, tragically died. So, you know, when you, when you have moments like that happen in your life and we all have it in some form or fashion and uh, it just really hit me, you know, I'm like, man, you know, it's not about the career. It's not about the money. Uh, it's really, again, it's something that's always been a part of me, but I think it kind of brought me back down to earth is like it's about your family and friends. Uh, so mm-hmm. I work hard Monday through Friday and I do my best to make Saturday and Sunday. My recharge days is kind of a disconnect. And I, as you know, I'm a big boater. I love you. Know, you got to have your thing, yep. whether it be sports or hunting or fishing or boating or, you know, biking or running or working out, whatever. And I think every man, you got to have your thing, you know, and um, right, you, got, yep. you, you need to kind of get your head right and think through things and have it, have that safe space. So, uh, uh, so for me, it's, you know, I, I go out, to my boat, um, you know, pretty much every weekend year round and, uh, hit the dogs <laughs> out, you know, either take friends out, go by myself, hit the dogs out or whatnot. And, um, that, that, that helps me, uh, a lot, but, um, you know, sometimes just having moments of reflection, um, and, you know, you know, is there someone I can help in my network, in my family, in my, you know, professional network, you know, is there anything I can do, you know, just to add value and, uh, there's so much negativity in this world. There's so many things that we just yeah. wish weren't there. So anytime you can kind of take control of the situation and make it a positive thing, I mean, right. it's kind of like a bank account. You just you it. just keep de- making deposits, you know, and, 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 and it, it makes you feel good. I think it helps, helps you be healthier, you know, <laughs> helps you sleep better at night. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And by the way, as a father, it kind of sets a good example for your kids. This is, this is, what, exactly. this is what servanthood right. looks like. Having a servant's heart is not just a cool cliche tag line it's it's actually you have to walk the walk you know and and, and right. uh, it's not always easy sometimes i don't do it sometimes i don't want to do it but uh but when i do do it man it's just it, it it's so rewarding it feels good that's awesome and something that we do in every episode basically is just end it on legacy so for you what would you say you want your legacy to be going forward mm, um you know i've I've been on the record several times over the last several years, uh, and I mean, it makes people uncomfortable when I say it. But it's like if 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 this is my last breath right now in this sentence, you know, I'm gonna die a happy yeah. man. I mean, I I got whew, I got four kids that are just awesome, you know, and that's um, awesome. And um, so that to me, I, I mean, I feel like my legacy's is it's written, but it's still being written. I mean, I it, it I have it teed up, you know, it's teed up. I've, I've done right. all I can do now. Right. I got four adult kids, uh, you know, Heather, I have had a great partner in doing it. So, um, you know, I'm at peace with that. So, uh, you know, yeah, I, you know, I can't ask, you know, I just, you know, knowing how hard it is to raise kids and seeing so many, um, different situations play out good, bad, and otherwise, uh, I'm just grateful that somehow Heather and I have just been fortunate enough to have, what we have today. And, you know, it's definitely, 
you know, I've actually had some friends that, that have these really pro- problematic, you know, teenage kids that, you know, are constantly in trouble and all. And they're like, Chris, how did you do it? You know, I, I'm like, I really don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't think there's one particular thing I did other than, you know, you know, call it the grace of God. I don't know, but we, um, we, uh, we, we were, we were very fortunate. It's a lot of hard work. And again, it wasn't always perfect, but, um, yeah, you know, I, I think that's it. I mean, because again, at the end of the day, no one's going to remember what I did for a job. No one's going to remember how much right. money I made. Uh, no one's going to remember any big deals I closed. But you know, the one thing that's really clear that is in the history books is you know their birth certificates and who they were, and uh, that that's it, man. I mean, in fact, someone you probably heard the cliche of you know it's not the the birth year and the death year that matter. It's the dash in the middle that, that, that really matters. Right. And that, that's kind of what I focus right. on too. It's like, man, I just want to, I just want to learn from my mistakes and just do better tomorrow. That's, that's it. Well, Chris, I have nothing but respect for you yeah. and Thank Heather. You. And I've really appreciated you guys and your friendship over the years. And um, it's just amazing to, to really see and hear your story, uh, especially for those who don't know you and to be able to hear your perspective. And there's a lot of wisdom in, in what you share today. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it comes from living your own uh, your own truth and your own core values and your personal core values kind of bled into how you parented. And now to see your, your children as adults and to see the life they live. And again, for me personally, to know your, your children personally and to see that when they're not in front of you, they're still who you've guided them to be. And that's one of there the reasons go, why I'm close. With them. You know what <laughs> there you I mean? go. That's my legacy. So, it's it's, it's, it's yeah, unfolding. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. Thanks for sharing that. I appreciate it. No, most definitely, man. So uh, we'll wrap it up here. And Chris, I'm just really appreciative of you coming on to yeah. this podcast today and um, sharing your story with us. And I hope that men who are listening can get something from it, be inspired and be able to take something away from it and, and, make their life a little bit better for themselves, their family, and their community as well. Absolutely. So thank you for being on Yeah, tonight, thank man. you, man. My pleasure. Have a good one. All right. Thanks. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the Dad's List podcast. You can find me, Tony O, on theallaroundlife.com. And you can catch me, Jay LaVar, at thedadslist.com. Make sure you download this episode as well as subscribe so you get all the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And rate our podcast, leave us a review, put a comment down, and let us know how we did. And make sure you're sharing this episode with at least five of your friends who definitely need to hear it. But until then, we will see you in the next episode.